This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy-related queries you may have. Earlier this month, FASIA commenced a consultation process around possible changes to the wording of Standard 3 of the Financial Planners and Advisors Code of Ethics. And without doubt, since the code was initially released, this standard has been the most discussed, creating confusion and perhaps angst for some across the advice community. Now, as part of the consultation process, FASIA have proposed three options around the wording. First one is to reword the standard to better reflect the intent with their advised standard saying, you must only advise, refer or act where you do not have a conflict of interest or duty, being that which could reasonably be expected to induce you to act other than in the client's best interest. The second proposal is to reword the standard to be more in line with the findings from the Royal Commission, with the wording to be, you must not receive any benefit, whether monetary or non-monetary, nor enter into any relationship that could reasonably be expected to influence the advice you give or the service you provide to your client. And the third option proposed was to retain the wording as it currently stands, being, you must not act, advise or refer where you have a conflict of interest or duty. Now, which of these options will be implemented remains to be seen. Perhaps, though, there is a question on why the need for change and will it solve anything, or could it actually result in greater confusion? So thinking about the existing wording of the standard, you must not act, advise or refer where you have a conflict of interest or duty, do we need to actually change it? The Code of Ethics has been in operation for almost two years. It was actually released in its final version back in February 2019 and a guidance document released in October 2019, all before its official application from the 1st of January 2020. So whilst there may be some who are agitating for change, why are they doing it? Do they fundamentally believe that the current standard is preventing them from performing their role as a professional financial advisor? Or is it the perceived ambiguity or potential for differing application that creates the concern? Now, in this regard, it is important to remember that some of the fundamentals of ethics, which is that ethics often involves making the choice between competing correct answers, not choosing between right and wrong. The fact that there can be differing views was recognised by FASIA early on in its 2019 guidance paper, where they said, individual circumstances will differ in practice. And as with every profession, there is allowance for differences of professional opinion on how the ethical rules of the profession should apply in a particular case. Now, naturally and understandably, when advisors have been used to operating in a world where there generally feels like a strict compliance approach has been enforced, To introduce uncertainty, subjectivity can be challenging. How do you know if the approach you have taken, using your professional judgment, will stand up under scrutiny? Whilst it is a great thing that to this point in time, no advisor has been subject to sanction as a result of breaching the code of ethics, and no one would want to be the first, often we use such cases as the measuring stick in a subjective world to actually determine where the line lies from an interpretive perspective. Now, the second option for rewording the standard focuses more closely on the findings from the Financial Services Royal Commission, with a much closer focus on the benefits received or the nature of relationships entered into. 
it is a significant change to wording itself, um, which may make it more difficult for advisors to adapt to after two years of the existing standard. Which then brings us to the first option proposed. You must only advise, refer or act where you do not have a conflict of interest or duty, being that which could reasonably be expected to induce you to act other than in the client's best interest. Now, this is very close to the existing wording, but for a couple of notable differences. The first is the change from a negative to a positive wording. We've moved from a prohibition stance, or i.e. you must not, to a conditional or more positive approach, being you must only where. The second change is that this conditional requirement, being that you do not have a conflict of interest or duty, has a further explanation which is the inclusion of those words, being that which could reasonably be expected to induce you to act other than in the client's best interest. Now, FASIA have noted that the inclusion of these additional words assists in the wording of the standard, reflecting the intent from their guidance documents. Now, this is a positive development, but there are still questions as to whether it has hit the mark. The use of could reasonably be expected to induce still means there is an element of subjectivity, of uncertainty. Who makes this judgment? What level of proof is required? Surely a more absolute approach of simply saying, you cannot advise, etc., if you have a conflict of interest or duty that causes you to act other than the client's best interest, would provide more certainty. Because either you show you are still advising the client's best interests, or you are not. And it's interesting to note that despite references in their guidance documents, that the conflicts the code is seeking to address are actual conflicts as opposed to potential or probable or possible conflicts, the word actual has not been included in this proposed option. Now, will there ultimately be a change to the code? And if so, when? This is perhaps the greatest uncertainty. Submissions on the proposals close at the beginning of December and FASIA only has this last month of 2021 to formally make any changes before responsibility shifts to Treasury and the Minister. So to keep up with any changes on the code and on any other technical and regulatory matters, join us for our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinars. Our next session is scheduled for Wednesday the 1st of December 2021, when Tim Howard, one of our BT technical consultants, will be presenting on the topic of questions in review from 2021 to 2022. From common questions to commonly misunderstood changes, what you may have missed through to what's coming up in the future in stages. In this session, we're going to review a number of new and ongoing technical issues to keep you up to date with the most recent COVID changes, Centrelink considerations and super legislation as we close in on the end of calendar year 2021. To register for this webinar, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. You can also view previous webinars and all sessions qualify for CPD points. And as always, remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations, or needs.